For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. Hey, it's me. I'm the problem. Uh... Driving back from SeaTac Airport to my palatial estate in Olympia, Washington, after a successful week headlining Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the MGM in Las Vegas, Nevada. I can see my sunglasses in the mirror. It's a cold, clear, sunny day here uh, in this part of Washington State. And uh, they're actually like, they like, it's the kind of sunglasses that, like, clip on. Well, they don't clip on, but they slide on over my regular glasses. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And, uh, I had an old pair that I, uh, I lost. So, I ordered a new one. And, uh, I chose sort of a gold-mirrored color. Mirrored gold, I'm gonna call it, or gold mirrored. And uh, I can, I'm just gonna say I made a mistake. Do I look like I'm in porn? No. Do I look like a direct porn? Oh fuck yeah. Back when we used real film and it was about the art. I uh, I didn't sleep at all last night. Which I guess, you know, it sounds like how you're supposed to leave Vegas. Go to the airport with no sleep. Because, like, oh, what, what were you doing? Were you up partying, Rutledge? Do you party, bro? In Vegas? No, no drinks. I mean, I'm not sober anymore. My sober streak of four or five days ended when I got to Vegas. But I'm on a new one of two days. But anyway, no, that's not why. That's not why I did not sleep. Uh, no cocaine. No hookers, not even legal marijuana, kept me up in Las Vegas. What kept me up in Las Vegas? Um, well, that evening, around 6 p.m., I had a couple of coffees, and that got me pretty fucked up. So I could not sleep. Did one of those fun things where you go, well, if I go to sleep right now, I'll get five hours. Well, if I go to sleep right now, I'll get four hours. Well, if I go to sleep right now, I'll get three hours. Fuck it! I don't normally drink coffee at 6 p.m. But, uh, well, look, I had kind of a weird health week in Las Vegas, uh, I think I mentioned last riveting episode that uh, I had like a sort of a, a like almost a thumping in my ear or a weird ear sound and then it went away so I thought okay whatever that was is gone now 
And then about day two or three uh, in Vegas, my other ear started hurting. I actually thought I had a zit on my ear. You ever get an ear zit so you can't even really see it? So you just start digging around in there hoping for the best. Uh, I tried to look on my phone. That was very unsuccessful. Ear zits are the worst. Anything anyone describes as the worst is never the worst. It's always like, paper cuts are the worst. No one ever says like, stage four cancer is the worst. Because like, it is. I feel like that's the, uh, this is the beginning of a Seinfeld joke. That he hasn't written yet. It's never the worst. What's worse than a paper cut? I don't know. Nazis? Pretty good Seinfeld. Pretty good. should have asked them just random people walking down the Las Vegas Strip. Is there something in my ear? Is there a zit? Any red markings of any kind? But then uh, the day after I thought I had a zit in my ear, uh, I woke up and I had like a bunch of fluid behind my ear, a bunch of crackling. And I was like, son of a gun. I guess I have an ear infection, which I've no, I don't, and I don't think I've ever had one unless I was a small child. So I, uh, I decided to go to uh, an urgent care, get it checked out. Because, you know, I still had five days until I was going to be home. I walked a couple miles to an urgent care. And uh, it had moved. <laughs> I took that as a sign to not worry about it. Next morning I woke up. Same problem also felt shittier in general, not just the ear. I'm like, all right. Took an Uber to a different urgent care. Uh, doctor looked at me after a real fun discussion on who my favorite comedians were. Uh, he's like, I really admire comedians. I admire what you do. And I'm like, I would like to admire what you do, but you're not fucking doing it. I didn't say that. He was actually a really nice guy. Uh, but he said, you do not have an ear infection. Uh, but you do have a sinus infection that's affecting your ears. So I got some, uh, I got some uh, medicine and some nose spray. I got some antibiotics. Man, started feeling better, I swear, in like two hours after the antibiotics. Feeling a lot better. Which why, which is why it was weird that... A couple days later I woke up. Or during the day at least. I was, think, I was feeling like extraordinarily tired. And at first I was like, I think... 
maybe maybe I'm not all the way better from my sinus infection. Maybe uh, you know, I'm worn out from a long week in Vegas. And then I kind of sl I slowly put together. I think I'm 95% sure I accidentally took a double dose of my blood pressure medication yesterday. High blood pressure runs in my family. Maybe it wouldn't if my family ran more. Folks, these are the jokes. I've taken blood pressure medicine for a while. It works. But uh, I took double. Usually I take it after my shower, but I took it before and after my shower. I'm almost positive. And apparently it makes me really sleepy. I did some Googling. And it was like, you know, it didn't seem that scary. I still called my healthcare provider. Just in there like, well, you know, are you dizzy? I'm like, no. It was kind of, I kind of felt like I'd taken a Tylenol PM. I actually went to like a comedian brunch in Vegas with like four or five other comedians. And uh, apologies. Hopefully you guys didn't notice that I was underwater the entire brunch. I am listening your story and I'm going to respond appropriately. Oh no, I'm very tired. I was like struggling to like maintain social norms. Uh, thanks to grandpa accidentally doubling up on his uh, blood pressure medication. So what does all that have to do with me drinking coffee at 6 p.m.? I'm getting there. Uh, I had not had any coffee on the day I accidentally took two blood pressure pills. And it, it was getting kind of late in the day, and I was like, well, I shouldn't, because then I won't be able to sleep. But then I was like, well, if I'm all sleepy from this blood pressure issue, I mean, coffee makes your blood pressure go up, so that's probably what I need. So I had like three cups of coffee at like 6 p.m. and it worked. I felt almost normal. The consulting nurse at Kaiser Permanente was like, well, the, the, just make sure you don't exert yourself too much tonight. I'm like, well, I'm going to go scream at people for 40 minutes, but other than that, So I'm fine, I'm just an idiot, and it's time to bring back uh, the song I used to sing, so I would remember I took my pill every day. <laughs> this is embarrassing, why am I telling you this? You know that song that's, uh, I think the lyrics are, uh, I'm working my way back to you, girl. It's like a soul song, I don't know who it is. This is the song I sang when I take my pill. used to and I gotta bring them back because I fucked up. It's like when I take my pill today, I will sing, taking my pill on a Monday. I understand if you just turn the podcast off, I'm sorry. But I didn't sleep. I don't know what I'm saying. Doing a podcast on no sleep. But yeah, I didn't know that's what would happen if you uh, 
took too much blood pressure medication. I was a little worried about it. One, because I want to have a good show at uh, my final show of the week at Brad Garrett's. And I also, after like three years of trying, had lined up a guest set at L.A. Comedy Club at the Stratosphere in front of uh, that booker owner. And I'm like, oh boy. I'm going to pass out. Thanks for letting me do a guest set. Oh no. Was I funny? But I was feeling pretty good by then. Uh, how was my guest set? Uh, you know, not a home run. I'd give it a... A double? I don't know. Six or seven out of ten? It was alright. He seemed to like it good, well enough. And, uh... I don't know. It sounds like I'm going to get to go there. So uh, hopefully I can add that to my uh, Vegas work schedule. Another seven-day week, that would be. My wife's favorite. I've been gone a lot the last, well, mostly October. This month isn't that bad, but obviously, you know, I was gone this entire last week. And I was, uh, I was saying that to my wife. I was apologizing. That, you know, schedule kind of got out of control. But don't worry. We're going to be able to pay most of the bills. You're welcome. And she was like, well, September was kind of crazy too. And I, I was like, was it? I don't remember. I'm sure you're right. There's a lot going on at home when I'm not there. You know, seems like more goes on when I'm not there. Seems pretty chill when I'm there. And then as soon as my plane touches down in a different state, fucking chaos! My daughter, uh, well, my daughter Olive was sick last week. She was like home from school. Uh, my daughter Maisie is sick right now with the flu. I think I think Olive just had a cold. So Maisie's home with the flu. She's in the middle of a play right now, but they don't perform till Thursday. So, you know, hopefully she'll be better by then. Who knows? But they went to urgent care. Chaos! My wife had a wedding. I hope her and the guy are very happy. Hopefully it's someone who stays home. I think when she sees me in these mirrored gold sunglasses, though, all will be forgiven. I'm checking in a little, you know, I think this is going to be a short episode. I'm a little delirious. Uh, I'm going to go home, take one appropriate serving of lisinopril. That's one of those questions, by the way. Actually, my doctor, uh, not my doctor, the doctor who uh, treated my sinus infection. Uh, he actually gave me, like, his own phone number, which is pretty crazy for a doctor to do. I'm going to be like, hey, did you uh, check me out on YouTube like you said you were going to? What'd you think? No, no, my sinus infection is pretty good. 
But what do you what what do you think? Which was your favorite special? But he said he asked my what medications I take. Uh, I said lisinopril. Uh, I should have said, and I'm going to take two tomorrow. Actually, it was in a couple days, but he uh, he was like, "Does high blood pressure run in your family?" And like, I guess, but like, that's like when you fill out a form that's like history of cancer in your family. I don't. Is there any family? in the world that doesn't have someone who's had cancer, at least at an elderly age? I don't know. I don't even know if I really... I mean, I did seven shows uh, at Brad Garrett's, which was great. Uh, <clears throat> probably not that many clips to play for you because I didn't really talk to the crowd that much. I just, uh, you know, told jokes and people laughed. Maybe a little bit little bit of a uh, little bit of crowd work oh uh, that's fun when that happens how'd you guys meet plenty of fish, plenty of fish. you said that like you were under oath and you fucking had to <laughs> there is some shame that that's the free one did it well clearly it worked you were been together 11 years yesterday? And we got married on our 11th anniversary. You got married on your 11th? I think you gotta stick with one of those being the big deal. <laughs> you can't be like, just married, but also 11 years! Too confusing. Let's focus the celebration. Congratulations. You think I'm gonna talk shit to you. I'm not. You're like, plenty of fish. What do you got, fucker? I don't even care. You're going all eight mile on me. I got nothing left to lose! He's a single dad! What the fuck do you want? <laughs> You're fine. This is a safe place. <laughs> I did not meet my wife on Plenty of Fish. First of all, we've been married 25 years. And, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But it's also the 29th anniversary of how long we've been going out. <laughs> See how weird that sounds? Don't worry about it, there's plenty of fish. Maybe I'll play a clip from the Elks Club in Hood River I forgot to play. But here's something, here's something only, this is uniquely the straight man's burden. I know we are all ready to hear it. Heterosexual, we are the only ones during sex ever have the thought, uh-oh, this feels too good. You don't think so? Okay, let's workshop this. What, do you, what, what category are you? It's not my business, then. Kind of all over the place. Kind of all over the place. Thank you for your honesty. You are going to have to move
Does another dude ever go like, damn, you can't quit? No. <laughs> yeah. They do. Well, fuck me. What do I do? Why though? Why? Because it's a dude. It lasts until just then, and then the fun is over. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's a good point. That's actually an excellent point. Look, I'm not saying it's good for the joke, but he's speaking a lot of truth. <laughs> You know, can straight man get one goddamn thing? I also don't know how much it costs me to go to that urgent care. I mean, I, I have insurance, but you know, it's like out of state, out of... That's not my, uh... They don't have Kaiser Permanente in Las Vegas. It'd be the worst casino there. But also, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but um, after one of the shows, a guy, uh, they came to get me in the green room, the, uh, what, what, some of the uh, staff, and they said, hey, a guy says, okay, so Brad Garrett was not there this week, but he has a charity uh, that takes care of families that have children with life-threatening illnesses because he is a great guy and so they he has like signed hats and signed shirts and they sell those after the show to raise money for the charity a guy in the crowd said if you get Gabriel that's me to sign the hat I'll give the charity $500 so they came to ask me if I would do that I'm like yeah of course so I go I signed this hat Brad Garrett had already signed it I crossed his name out and put my name. I'm like, well, you weren't the headliner tonight, Brad. It's not true. I signed the hat. Uh, the, the guy did give them $500, maybe even more. But uh, he gave me $600. He was like, do you accept gratuities? I'm like, I don't know. He... Like it was a scene in a movie. He pulled out this giant wad of cash and peeled me off $600. Wow. I mean, I've been tipped. 20 bucks a lot of times, 100 bucks a couple of times. $600. I was really happy I didn't run into him again because I'm pretty sure he would I'm pretty sure he would have had to suck his dick. That's legally binding. $600. And then he said, you're going to need this after you get billed for that urgent care you went to. And I was like, are you my drunk guardian angel who lives in Indianapolis? He was. He's super nice. He was a little drunk. And uh, he did live in Indianapolis, and he kept saying, I gave him a card. Uh, I should send him a thank you card. I, I gave him my like my card because he's like, I'm bringing you to Indianapolis, and I don't know what that means. He doesn't like own a comedy club or anything. But uh, maybe talk to the mayor. Get me to go there. Also, I don't work the Midwest anymore. I exclusively work Las Vegas and rural Oregon. Those are my two spots. 
Uh, my buddies, John and Shane, came down for a couple days in Vegas. Uh, my band, Bunny Foot. Look, guys, I was in a band called Bunny Foot Charm. So were those guys. Uh, Shane was. We had a couple of other bass players uh, that both died. Shane is the remaining bass player, <laughs> and uh, we had we uh, we had a good time. We had a uh, we hung out. We didn't do anything too crazy. Shout out to my friend John who sang karaoke while sober. That's they said it couldn't be done, but that son of a bitch did it. Sober karaoke. Can you imagine? But I'm almost embarrassed to admit that um, for the first time since I think 1998, my band has new music out. I know. If you're a fan of 90s heavy loud indie rock good news Bunnyfoot Charm just dropped a banger John lives in Arizona I live in uh, Washington State Shane lives in uh, San Francisco but through the magic I mean this is I mean no one gives a shit but like I have an electric drum set that like if the sound of that was on our recording, it would sound pretty shitty, but, uh, thanks to some coaching from John, I, okay, so I hooked my drum set up to my phone, and then through my phone, I ran GarageBand, where you can, like, select drum kits, and, like, that's how we did it, which is pretty amazing, uh, it's pretty amazing the high budget, not high budget like money, but like high uh, highfalutin technology that made that work and also how low tech it looked with just a couple of cords plugged into my phone and me listening through headphones. Uh, but yeah, we made a new song. Uh, I'll put a link to it in the episode notes of this very episode. It's on uh, Bandcamp. You don't like it. I don't. I really don't care. I don't even care if I like it. I. It was just kind of a fun thing to do, and it's. Uh, I don't have a lot of things I don't care about, and so that makes it even more fun. What's the math on that? Like ninety-eight, two thousand eight. 25 years? Is that the right math? You know, a lot of bands that put something out after a 25-year break uh, were really popular. We're breaking that trend, Bunny Foot Charm. We're like, hey, can we make a comeback if no one missed us? I think we can. Alright, I'm going to call that an episode. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> i got to go home and pretend like I'm not sleepy. 
What? It, well, I mean, coffee after 5 p.m. gives me worse problems the next day than like cocaine. I don't. I don't know if that's true. I've never done cocaine. And by the way, now's not the time to start. Are you listening, other comedians? There's been so many people who have died because of fentanyl and their cocaine and or other drugs. I know I'm only two days sober. I know I almost OD'd on lisinopril. So I'm not saying this like a preacher. But like maybe no more cocaine for a while. why I would never make it as a Vegas resident comedian. <laughs> Maybe no cocaine for a while will get you kicked out. Why don't you take that shit back to the Seattle area, buddy? Why don't you and your 90s punk rock band go fuck off here in Sin City? We like cocaine. That's not true. I met a couple of sober uh, comedians in Las Vegas. Las Vegas kind of, it's a party town, but it also makes you want to be sober just because you see the bad part of the party and you're like, yeah. You guys look pretty sloppy. That's sad. Used to be me a day and a half ago. Sad. Okay, don't do cocaine. Bye.